It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Regardless of the Red Series loss to the Brewers, Ellie De La Cruz has put the world on notice that these Reds are going to be dangerous for a long time. We've got it all on today's Locked on Reds. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team and to information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. We encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section. Talking Reds is what we do, and we want to talk Reds with you. You can get even more Reds insight and get a direct line to me and all the great rumors that will surround this Reds trade deadline by texting I'm in to 513-597-0944 and join subtext today. Plus, you can join our awesome community on Discord. Make sure you click the link down in the description to join us as we talk Reds all day, every day on the Lockdown Reds Discord. As always, Lockdown Reds, of course, is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Day. And if you listen every day, thanks so much. Let us know you're an everyday or down in the comments section. And we've got a lot to talk about where it comes to Ellie De La Cruz, why he has made this team so good, and why this is no fluke what the Reds have become. This is not something that's going to just disappear after we return from the All-Star break. Speaking of the All-Star break, got some thoughts on some roster moves the Reds need to make. <clears throat> CES. Before we get into all of that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And Steve, what we're going to check out today is the fact that Ellie De La Cruz is the real deal and he's the biggest reason that the reds are a real deal oh absolutely uh yeah i think he was calling himself ellie de la impossible uh talking about the mission impossible play on things <laughs> that was great you know you've been calling him ellie de la goat you know it, he has just been absolutely phenomenal and let's 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 just jump into the thing that he did because it ended up you know i know i jumped up out of my chair and was screaming and yelling like a lunatic and i imagine a lot of reds fans were doing that if you watched the game on saturday you got to see something very special you got to see ellie de la cruz with an rbi single then on the next pitch, you saw Ellie De La Cruz steal second base. Then on the next pitch, you saw Ellie De La Cruz steal third, round the base a little bit, rope-a-dope the pitcher, fix his hair, put his batting helmet back on, and as soon as the pitcher started walking back to the mound, Ellie took off like a rocket and stole home. That's three steals, one inning on two pitches, same at-bat. First time for a Reds player to do that since 1919. Last guy to do it, a dude named Greasy Neal. And if you don't know Greasy Neal and you want a fun read, go check him out. Not only was he on the 1919 Reds, but a member of the Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fame. 
cool dude to go research. Uh, but Ellie's the youngest player to accomplish this feat of stealing the three bases in one inning. Well, and think about it, too. Greasy Neal did it in one inning. Ellie did it in one at bat. No mm -hmm. red has ever done it in one at bat. In fact, I defy to say there's multiple players in Major League history that have probably done it in one at bat. Like, the only guy that comes to mind is Vince Coleman is the only guy that I think probably even had a chance of doing it in one at bat. But how he was able to do this, it just goes to show you, like, Ellie De La Cruz has so many layers to his game. He is a phenomenal hitter. He can hit the ball a mile, but it's not the only thing you have to worry about. Because if I'm a pitcher, I mean, obviously, if you ask a pitcher, would you rather give up a single to Ellie De La Cruz or a home run to Ellie De La Cruz, they're going to say single. But they're probably going to think about it for a minute because if you give up a single to Ellie, that means you got to keep your keep one eye on him because if you don't, he's going to score. I mean, uh, um, uh, Elvis Piguero, the relief pitcher for the Brewers, for a moment turns his back on him. And it's something that I'm sure he's done a lot in his career. I'm sure it's something that he's like, all right, got a runner on third got to really buckle down here. We got to throw some good pitches. We got to make sure that not another ball gets put in play. And the process of that thought, Ellie went home. Like the, the, this amazing mentality that comes with all of the talent that Ellie De La Cruz has. This is something, and, and with Ellie on the team, the Reds can do the improbable. Like, I think, I, I want to say Joel Luckup looked this up. I want to say that they were talking about this on the Bally Sports Broadcast the other day, that no team, no one in Major League history has ever gone from 100 losses to a division championship in one year, and Ellie is the biggest reason why the Reds could be the first team ever to do that. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things that's interesting about Ellie, and I saw I saw some of the Brewers fans online trying to minimize what Ellie does. And <laughs> there was one comment that was especially ridiculous that was basically like saying Ellie's just a track star that occasionally can get a hit. Let's talk about his <laughs> let's talk about his offense for just a minute, because uh, if we just look at the last week, so that's back into the national series, just the last week, Jeff. Ellie's slash line is 467, 469, 667. That's not a track star that occasionally gets on base. No. That is a ball player. That is a dude that is a disruptor. You know who he's he, he misspelled Billy Hamilton. He's not right. talking about exactly. Ellie De La Cruz. That's exactly. I think Cowboy even said that on the broadcast that Ellie De La Cruz is Billy Hamilton, but he can hit. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's the speed is something. You know, we've talked about, you know, TJ Friedel being Captain Chaos and being disruptor you know ellie is that much more of a disruptor because he's got the power threat he's got the steel threat he's he's able to put the ball in play and now you add in his defense as well for bloops that you think may drop we saw it in sunday's yeah. game he runs from the third base position and willie may's basket catches a ball over his shoulder listen that is not an easy play that is not something that you see every day. And when you do see it, you just have to kind of pause for a second and recognize just how great that was. Uh, that ball, if anybody else is playing third base that day, you know, if Spencer Steer had been at third base, I think that ball drops. I think yeah. Ellie is just a rare special talent to go out there and get a ball like that. And so 
he's he's really showing that he is a complete baseball player. He's got it offensively. He's got it defensively. He can run the bases. He can disrupt. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he could be a position player pitching too. He, he just does it all. 95 mile an hour. Yeah, I mean, they clocked that uh, throw he had the other day to grab a guy at first from like in foul territory playing third base and he threw it 95.7 miles an hour, I think it was. Like, that's the thing. He plays so well on the corners. I remember this was the discussion that we had before he was called up of what his best position might be. And sure, he does play a good shortstop, but Matt McClain plays an amazing shortstop mm -hmm. as well. Ellie plays so good at third base. Like, I don't think it's any stretch to say that Ellie De La Cruz is the best fielder the Reds have had at third since Scott Rowland. And depending on how much more he improves, because let's face it, he's 21 years old. And he just started. He's got a chance to be an even better fielder than Scott Rowland was as a red. Now, Scott Rowland had much better years for, you know, St. Louis and Toronto and stuff like that. But I mean, Ellie's just so athletic. He has almost an unlimited range especially if you're starting him on a corner of the out or a corner of the infield. He, I mean that, that range that he had for the basket catch, like Spencer steer was not getting that ball. That was in no man's land as it were. Yeah. If it drops, it's in fair territory. That's a hit. It's a run. And he was able to save it there. Unfortunately, the lineup couldn't give them some runs to score in this this finale here. And yeah, like I'm sure people are probably saying, you guys haven't even mentioned the fact that the Reds lost this series. Doesn't matter. They showed them on Saturday. They showed the Brewers on Saturday. With everything that Ellie can do, there is nothing that the Brewers have to counter that. And it's going to be this way for many years to come because, like I said, Ellie's 21 years old. Let's let's dial in on that that third base comment you made just a second ago, uh, because I've been having this conversation over on the discord. Uh, I spent all weekend watching the games in the in the discord had a blast, Jeff. If, if, if you're watching and listening and you haven't joined us on discord during a game, you're really missing out. We have a blast over there. Uh, all those guys in there talking baseball are great. Uh, but we were talking about where Ellie ends up where everybody fits, where all the pieces are. I think where Ellie ends up ultimately, whether it's shortstop, third base, is really dependent on what Noel V. Marte does. If Noel yeah. V. Marte proves to be a legitimate big leaguer, well, the Reds have already made the decision that he's going to be the third baseman if he can mm -hmm. play at the big league level. That means Ellie has to scoot, and that means that Matt McClain has to scoot because I don't put Ellie at second base. So no. if everybody has to scoot one, that's where Ellie ends up at shortstop and Matt McClain ends up at second base. It all depends on Noel V. Marte. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But you're absolutely right. The more time that Ellie gets right now at third base, the better he looks over there. And uh, as long as Ellie's uh, in the big leagues and Noel V. is not, third base, I think, is a great spot for him. Yeah, and it's just – it's it's clear – to me at this point that if you think this is a fluke, if you think that the Reds are just going to disappear, you're sorely mistaken because with Ellie on this team, the Reds could do the improbable and go from 100 losses to a division winner in just one season. Well, listen, Jeff, there are a bunch of other reasons that this Reds team is turning it around so quickly. Uh, coming up, we're going to tell you what they are right after this. This show is brought to you in part by BetterHelp. Whether you're dealing with decisions centered around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Well, we are at the all-star break, so no games this week. But once games return, the Reds will be at home hosting the Brewers. And remember that you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM if you can't get down to Great American Ballpark. All you got to do is download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Also, thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Everydayers, coming up the rest of the week, we're going to be looking at MVPs of the first half. We're going to be looking at... uh, basically kind of a recap of the first half of the season. Uh, Jeff's going to have a great conversation coming up this week with one of the Reds beat writers. Lots coming, even though we're at the all-star break. So make sure you have those subscribe button clicks because there's going to be a lot of content coming your way. All right, Jeff, we talked about Ellie De La Cruz. We've talked about what his impact has been on the team. Uh, He might be the biggest reason that things are turning around so quick but he's not the only reason there are a lot of other players, a lot of other reasons that this red team is really a bona fide playoff team right now. And they're in the national conversation. Uh, when you watch MLB network, when you watch ESPN, uh, when you look at any of the big national uh, talking heads or writers, they're talking about the reds right now. And I'm not talking about one minute, two minutes. They're spending time talking about this team because it's so talented and so exciting. Well, I think the most impressive part about this team outside of just Ellie De La Cruz, and as, as much as it, you know, we, we lead off the show, we talk about how important Ellie is, this team has a new hero every night. And I think that's the biggest thing you can point to, other than Ellie, about their success continuing and why this is no fluke. I mean, think about it, the, the finale in Washington, Nixon Zell was the hero. Now, that's probably not going to be that way every single game or, or even once a week, really. But when you need a guy to step up, it feels like they have the perfect guy in the perfect spot each and every time because this lineup is so talented and just about every scenario. I think you could probably make a little bit of an argument to say that they're slightly weaker against left-handed pitching than we thought they would end up being. But even still, like just looking at the fact that they have so many guys behind Ellie De La Cruz, like, like think about this. I, I, I find it interesting because I've talked to a few people about this. Now the Reds only having one all-star and it's Alexis Diaz and it's, you know, the default all-star because everybody gets one nowadays. Um, does that bother you? It, it does bother me that these guys aren't getting the, the credit they deserve. And I think the biggest part of that is we have to remember that the all-star selection process is very, very flawed. It's a, yeah. it's a popularity contest where bigger markets like Atlanta and LA stuff the ballot. I don't think it's a knock against them, but it does bother me. It does disappoint it doesn't bother me for that reason, because I think that this is a, a nod, a, a kind of a point to the fact that there are no like one or two guys you can key in for this Reds team. You, If you're an opposing pitcher, you look at this lineup and you're like, where's the easy spot? Where where are the easy outs here? There are no easy outs. Well, because this Will is Benson team. at number nine, you know, that's the, not even him. Not even him. <laughs> like, there, there, I, are, it's, there are dudes. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right when you when you talk about this. You know, we talk so much about Ellie De La Cruz, but it, it's it's very easy to overlook the fact that the 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 ship turned, it, it got righted 
the day that they called up Matt McClain. You know, that's when things changed. The energy changed. The, the, the effort from the guys around him changed. The impact was different. Uh, you know, we've talked, you know, me and you both that we both see Matt McClain someday, maybe wearing the C on his chest could see him being the next captain of this team, whether he's playing shortstop or second base. Uh, I I could see that happening. And and, and let's talk about what he's done. Sunday was his 50th game in the big leagues, Jeff. In 51st that first game, actually, I know on baseball reference, or is it 50 or 50? It's 50. It's 50. Oh. This is his 50th game. So he's hitting 300, 366, 512 in those 50 games. Uh, <laughs> and, he's, and he's not just offensive dude. He is smooth as silk playing in the field. He's played some shortstop mostly uh, and played some second base for the Reds and, and a few starts at DH. During his time in the big leagues in those 50 games, Jeff, one error, one error in his mm. big leagues career thus far so he's got it defensively he's got it offensively uh he's clearly respected by the players around him and and he's doing it at a high level professional at bats great in the field uh you know he's probably the best looking shortstop we've had here since a dude named barry larkin oh i I don't think there's any question about that and you're talking about a dude i mean those those numbers in 50 games you're getting mvp votes in 2020 i mean that's how good he has looked and he himself has a complete game about him. We talk about Ellie De La Cruz just having everything. Matt McClain has everything too. Like you said it, 512 slugging. You look at a dude like him and you think that's a singles hitter. It's not. He he absolutely can kill the ball when you need him to the most. And I look at him defensively and think he literally has up the middle covered, whether he is a shortstop, whether he's a second baseman, there is nothing about his fielding that I don't trust, but more so than that, the mentality, he is so mature for a rookie. You would not know that he has only played 50 games in the major leagues. You would think he's been doing this for a long time. It's the same way with Elliot's the same way with Spencer steer. And I'm going to say this. And I know there's going to be a, a portion of Reds country that, oh, you're uh, you know, it up. <laughs> their antennas, you know, perk up a little bit. Spencer Steer is this team's. I'm not saying he is Tony Perez, but he is this team's Tony Perez. The way that he is able to move around the diamond, the way that he is able to get that clutch hit when they need him to, he can hit homers. He leads the team in them and he's second on the team in RBIs. He only trails Jake Fraley by one. We're talking about a dude that, you know, he's, he's in the argument. He's in the running for rookie of the year. He might still lose out to Corbin Carroll, but just the amount of production that he gives this team is so important. And he is the third, maybe even the fourth, maybe even the fifth, you could argue best option on this lineup. It's wild to me. Uh, the the homers, the power that he has put on, uh, he's a little bit ahead of where I thought he was going to be. And mm-hmm. and you're right. The comparison to Tony Perez is a good one because he's been Mr. Clutch. Now, I know here the last few games he seemed to struggle a little bit. I think he looks a little tired, actually. I think the All-Star yeah. break is coming at just the right time for him. But he's been Mr. Clutch. He's been the guy driving in the runs. He's been the guy that's hitting for power. And let's not forget that he went to David Bell and said, hey, I'm willing to go try outfield to make room in this lineup. I'm willing to go play some left field in order to get other guys in. So he is a selfless team guy. And I know that playing guys out of position sometimes bites the Reds in the butt. Uh, we saw it in Sunday's game. The, the one run in the game basically came because Steer ran a bad route 
on that Christian Yelich fly ball. Uh, I think a seasoned left fielder probably catches that ball and that's going to happen. But the long-term benefits of what steer is doing by self selflessly moving out to the outfield and doing something he's never done before in his baseball career, uh, the benefits you get from that, the benefits you get from having the extra talent in the lineup outweigh those occasional errors. So I don't take anything away from what steer is doing because by and large in left field, we've talked about what Matt McClain brings defensively. And we've talked about what Ellie brings defensively. Spencer steer has played well out there. Uh, and I think with more time, those errors like, and it wasn't even called an error. The hometown brewers official score gave him a double on that, but it yeah. should have been an error. I think the more games we see Spencer steer out there, the better he's going to be because what he has demonstrated is that he can excel wherever you put him. Everyone has talked about how he's performed at first base when he filled in for Joey. Well, he's not a first baseman either guys. Right. Uh, he, he learned that on the fly. He's learning left field on the fly. And I think he's going to excel out there too. I, I him in this lineup batting fifth or sixth is just an absolute nightmare for a pitcher because you think you, you think you're rolling, you get through one, you get through two, you get through three, you get into the next inning and you still got to face Spencer steer and, and guys that we haven't even put on this list, Jeff, where this team is so good. This team is so exciting that we are spending very little time talking about the return of Joey Votto. When in years past, it would have been all that we're talking about Joey Votto going into yesterday's game. Jeff, his OPS plus is in one sixty nine. He's hitting one sixty nine percent above league average since his return, and we're not even talking about it. That's how exciting and talented these young guys are. Absolutely, and there's a couple of things that I really want to dive into a little bit deeper. I will mention them as reasons why this is no fluke, but I want to dive into them a little bit more on tomorrow's episode, but that is the fielding has been dramatically better, and I know that the numbers don't necessarily say, well, this is a top fielding team, but if you look at where they were before Matt McClain got called up, Ugh. they're a lot better and then the bullpen has performed better than we could ever have hoped and it's with the guys that we were kind of worried about and it's with guys that we don't necessarily ascribe as you know top bullpen arms in the major leagues but the bullpen has been so much better but the one thing i will say uh, and we kind of want to dive into it for the next few minutes here andrew abbott is a star like so no star Absolutely. No question. Listen, Jeff, he already is a 2.0 war pitcher <laughs> already. Wow. You know, and when, and when we did our war breakdown in the offseason, we talked about a 2.0 or better. Yeah. That's that's a that's a starter. That's a major league starter. And and he's clearly he's done it already. He's probably going to finish this season. I mean, let's just say he continues pitching the way he is. We could see him approach four. That's yeah. all-star level pitching right there. That's 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 Cy Young votes is what that is, yeah. folks. He started seven games so far, Jeff. In those seven games, he's gone 41 and two-thirds innings. He's getting deeper and deeper into the games as, as he's gone along. His first couple starts, he struggled with walks. He said he didn't like it. You know, I don't know if you caught the interviews with his dad, with Jim Day, but Jim Day's <laughs> yeah. talked to his dad a couple different times, and his dad is just breaking down the, the performance right there live, saying what's that's wrong. Weird telling him what adjustments he should make. It's been great. Uh, in those 41 innings, he struck out 48 guys. He's walked 14. The walks continue to go down. The strikeouts continue to go up. His K per nine, Jeff, is 10.4. 10.4 K per nine. If you care about ERA, that's pretty good too. 2.38 in his seven starts. That's a pretty good number. I mean, when you start to get into the twos, that's really when people go, oh, really? 
he's pretty good. And he's done that in seven starts, like you said. Like The way that he has been able to perform is so key because even when Hunter Green and Nicoladolo come back, we now know we got a big three. If Graham Ashcraft can continue his resurgence, we got a big four. I mean, there might be four guys legitimate for a playoff rotation now. We will have the conversation at some point this week about is Andrew Rabbit going to be shut down at some point this season? That That's an annoying little thing to look forward to. But, yeah, I mean, he has been so phenomenal ever since he was called up. Again, another huge reason. Look, Ellie is probably the biggest reason that we're so excited about this team, but there are so many other reasons that the Reds are a bona fide, I said bona fide, playoff team. Start uh, looking at your playoff tickets now. Uh, there's a few roster moves that the Reds need to make over the break to keep up the momentum. We'll tell you what they are coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times that payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. Think Joey Votto's going to bang? Smash more on the homers. Think Ellie's going to run? Smash more on the steals. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. They also have safe and fast withdrawals. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And again, use that promo code locked on to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Remember that if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word. Reds. And you can follow the podcast on all platforms, including on YouTube. Also, join the community on Discord, like we've mentioned a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun talking Reds baseball at all hours of the day. Got the link down in the description. All right, Steve, uh, the all-star break is a time to reset. It's a time to kind of rest for some guys like, you know, Spencer Steer and some of the young guys that aren't used to the long parts of this season. But also it's a time where I think that Nick Crawl should really reset the way that he's looking at this roster. And there are a couple of very easy roster moves. We're not talking about, you know, making big trades and upending prospect capital and all this other stuff. It's moves within the organization that they can make. Yeah, it's time to make some adjustments. Uh, heading out of the all-star break, obviously we just lost two of three to the Milwaukee Brewers, but we've got three more to, to open the – quote unquote, second half of the season. So uh, I think the biggest thing that needs to happen and it needs to happen immediately is the Reds need to clear a roster spot and bring up Christian Encarnacion strand. That's the yep. first move. Uh, Where's he going to play? Well, you're going to find a place for him to play. He'll play first base. He'll DH. Joey has been very accommodating. Joey understands the lay of the land right now. It's yep. not going to be a problem. Everybody's going to get there at bat. CES needs to come up. You do that by cutting Kurt Casale. Now I know that when I talk with Sadak, he felt like Casale could be a trade piece. I've I've seen it on Twitter and on the Discord. People saying that they would like to trade Kurt Casale. Here's the thing: 
Kirk Casale and I almost have the same batting average. Uh, Kirk Casale has <laughs> been very, very bad uh, at the plate. I don't think you're going to get anything very useful in return. Maybe a, a low A flyer relief arm kind of trade, but I don't think they have the time to fiddle around with that. I think they just need to eat the contract, make the space, and bring up CES. He's really, and talking about Kirk Casale, he's really only been used as like a late game defensive replacement in the month of July. Like the biggest difference between you, me, and Kirk Casale is that Kirk Casale has three plate appearances in the month of July uh, this season. Like, like, I mean, it's, I think the Reds are telling us that they're getting ready to move on from him. It's possible that he's been on the roster this long for two reasons. They still want to keep getting CES some reps down there, which he is kicking butt dudes hit 21 home runs in the first half of the triple a season and he's still batting 320 like do you see the home run that he hit the <laughs> other day over the batter's eye like 465 feet for somewhere in, for, in the 460s i can't remember the exact distance but it was over 460 to straightaway center field over the batter's eye it was insane <sighs> He, he is absolutely right. I know there's people that want to nitpick and say, well, you know, over the last two weeks, he's batting this. Like, look, tell me whatever slump he's in. He's batting 320 on the season. Whatever that slump is, he would be batting 400 if he didn't have a slump. Like, come on. Like, he has been phenomenal. And then on the Casale side, they're telling us that I think that maybe they're waiting on a trade and, and maybe at the All-Star break, if there is no trade, they're just going to make a move anyway. But... I think the easiest move for me right now is you put him into that right-handed platoon at first base. You stop having Kevin Newman come out there every day because he's cooled down quite a bit where you're talking about left-handed pitching. And I think that you oh, make Bell's the lineup better you right now. David Bell's <laughs> yeah, I mean, David Bell just tuned out the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just closed <laughs> all done. Like, no, no, we're not getting rid of Kevin. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think that needs to happen. I think a very easy and obvious thing that they're going to do. They need to reshuffle the rotation. You're going to have Andrew Abbott start out of the break. You're going to have Graham Ashcraft. Number two, you're going to have number three, Brandon Williamson. And then you're going to have number four, uh, be Ben lively. And then number five, the man who just, for some reason, the reds don't lose games whenever he pitches and it's not really because of him pitching well. And that is Luke Weaver will be your fifth starter, at least until we can get green and Lodolo back from injury. Or if they want to take a chance on Connor Phillips, uh, he'll have a few triple a starts under his belt. I, I really would like to not ever see Luke Weaver start another game for the Cincinnati yeah. Reds. I am. I understand that there's this wonky lucky rabbit's foot magic surrounding him and that whatever the impact is when the offensive players show up at the stadium and see that Weaver starting and they, they do their thing. Uh, That's I, the most flukiest part about this. Stop, team. We got to stop relying on that yeah. to, to be the case. I, I think it's time to try Weaver in the bullpen. I would love to see them call up Connor Phillips uh, yes. to make that next, that next fifth start, the fifth game of the season coming out of the, of the break and, and see what he's got. I have an idea about that, but I'll save that for a later episode this week. You'll have to tune in to see my thoughts on Connor Phillips as to why um, I, I, something I think they might be waiting on with him. And then the other thing for me, and I don't know if it's a guy from AAA, and, and I think that Tony Santion can be this guy. I was surprised to see him get sent down for for uh, a guy who I thought was going to replace Ben Lively, and then Ben Lively was healthy anyway. But I thought it was weird they sent him down. Tony Santion could be your bullpen arm that you add. You've got to add a fresh bullpen arm that I think has some viability to him. And I think Tony Santion 
is that easy pickup. Um, I'm not sure where Casey Legumina is in his rehab and, and things going on there. Um, but all, all in all, I feel like this bullpen has been pretty solid. We saw Alexis Diaz's most recent outing looked amazing. Uh, he was, as as John Sadak said, you know, he was getting that full extension. He was finishing his pitch. He wasn't trying to, you know, uh, cut him off short. And he had a lot more control over that fastball and the slider. Oh, my gosh. You asked Jesse Winker what he thought about Alexis Diaz's slider because uh, he still doesn't know where it is. Uh, but I, I think that if you add a fresh bullpen arm out of the break, you're just going to continue this amazing momentum that that group has had. No, absolutely. I think that uh, the bullpen arm definitely has to be addressed. And we're going to spend a lot more time talking about some of these moves over the next couple days uh, while the team is on the all-star break. There's a lot more to say in both the rotation and the bullpen. And we're going to get to all of that. But that is probably where we should go ahead and wrap it up for today. Before we get out of here, don't forget that once play resumes, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thank you so much for listening to this edition or watching this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up tomorrow. Who is the MVP for the Reds in this first half? We said Ellie De La Cruz. No, not you, Steve. Uh, we said that Ellie De La Cruz is the most important and the reason why this Reds will con- this Reds resurgence and, and, and this performance will continue. But who is the MVP for the first half? Because I don't think it's Ellie. I think it's somebody else. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. So make sure that you join us. But until then, Steve, what can people expect from you and me? We're going to monitor the all-star break, listen for the rumors, watch the transactions, monitor the waivers, and bring all that information back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. I am the MVP. What are you talking about? No, you're like, no. (laughs) Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.